Now betting for the sports animal. Your afternoon drive. Number two, Menon, Van Nunley, and Fred Slow. And in the on deck circle, Amory Castillo. This is Two Men On with Van Nunley and Fred Slow. Welcome back to the program, Duke City. One hour down, two to go. Having a lot of fun here at Safe House downtown. In between 6th and 7th Street on Gold. Come get your cocktail on. I was I was late back from the break because I was getting mine. You're getting What did you get? A little straight of the, what's the new bourbon called, man? Ding, the profit share bourbon? The profit share bourbon. You're going straight go. profit share bourbon? I got bourbon? it right here. Yo. You want me to start without you? Go ahead. Take your first sip. Can I talk about it before I do it? Just the sip. It smells perfect. Okay. It's like a, uh, do you want to smell it before I go? Um, later on, owner-operator, head distiller at Safe House Distilling, Chris Lurig will join us to tell us all about the new bourbon. Okay, Marie. Are you ready for the update? Yes. It's wild good. It's wild good. It's delicious. Hey, Marie, I have a bottle from the first cask of Profit Share Bourbon in a signed bottle. Wow. Number 17. I got the 17th bottle of Profit Share Bourbon ever. Like, And this is where it gets extra special for me. Mm-hmm. I could have had something in the single digits, which is, I mean, as rare as it gets, right? But I had to choose number 17, obviously, for my hero and sexiest man alive, Lance Berkman. Uh, that, you're very lucky that you got to choose the number. What number would you choose, Amory? 11. You 12 when he was with the Cardinals. 11. It's my favorite number. And it's the most uh, I went on roulette is Black 11. That's a pretty good bet, actually. Okay. Yeah, I like that a lot. I'm going to put 17 on for you after January. Because January is her New Year's resolution of one. I'm not going to lie. I'm yeah. actually going to go bet on all the games tomorrow. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to lie to you guys. <laughs> oh, I love it. That's hilarious. It's part so of we my were talking job. a little bit earlier. You sure job. you don't want to go tonight? You might see me there. No, 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 no. I'm busy tonight. We'll go. We'll do our football picks in the 6 o'clock hour. So we were talking a little bit about Jair Alexander and how it, there used to be this saying, ever want to meet your heroes because then you realize that they're, they're not the person. Theater of the mind, right? They're not the person that you created that they were in your mind, fam. This happened to you with Warren Moon. That was a thing. That was a Warren Moon thing. So, yeah, not only Warren Moon, my childhood hero, and we've told this story a lot, so I'll skip over it this time for yeah. the show, you know. But it goes to, like, every quarterback in my life. Growing up being an Oilers fan, mm-hmm. finding out that Warren Moon sucks, and then switching my allegiance to the Packers, yeah. and finding out Brett Favre sucks. sucks. And then, like, okay, it's fine. At least I have Aaron Rodgers, who's this weird, quirky troll. And then the last couple years got exposed as a kooky QAnon anti-vax weirdo. So every quarterback I've had in my life 
has broken my heart. So, no, you don't want to meet your heroes. Well, and it used to be if you were. Fingers uh, crossed that Jordan Love's not a weirdo. Yeah. And it used to be you'd meet your heroes in weird situations at an airport, like belly up to a bar, like something of that nature, right? But now I feel, in like using like Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers and these guys as examples, now I feel you, you can meet these people because they're not guarded the way they historically were. Like no one really knew Michael Jordan. Right. Right. Like no one really knew Derek Jeter. But now, and I think teams should not allow this to happen, now, you just put Jair Alexander in front of a live microphone, and that is stupid. No, don't do that. You put Aaron Rodgers on a national TV show once a week, and he is stupid. And you have to, like, police stupid. But the, And I do get the conversation where, like, it's about my brand, and it's about my – but you're not smart enough or calculated enough to be able to put that stuff out in the world, so you end up getting hated. Just hated. And, and, yeah, you didn't – you never saw this. Like, um, like for example, like a Michael Irvin type back in the day. How screwed would he who would have been in, like, smartphones and social media and all the antics that he got away with that he would not have mm-hmm. now? Like, there's too many microphones. There's too many cameras. Like, for the example of Jair Alexander, the team, the PR machine, should have got together – crafted a statement mm-hmm. and say, Jair, you messed up. This is what you say. Correct. Say this verbatim, and then after you say that, be better say next question. Yeah. And then say, oh, you know, I already, I already addressed that. Like, that's what you do. Because, and I'll give you, here's a really fun example, right? John Stockton. There used to be this uh, story that every time John Stockton would meet a fat kid, he would tell him to eat less bread. That is, I don't know if that's a real story. Okay. I don't know if that's a thing that somebody told as a joke one time and it caught on. But you're like, okay, that's that's like a jerk thing to say to husky kids. Atkins enthusiasts. Right. Yeah. And it turns out he super loves Donald Trump and doesn't believe in like certain medicines. And there's a ton of things about him that sucks, including probably some semi-racially motivated ideals. What was going on in Utah at right. that time? Right. Carl Malone? Got exposed as like one of the worst dudes on the planet, and not to be outdone, John Stockton said, "Yeah, hold my needle." Why is the best one Andre Karolinko? Because statistically, <laughs> that's a dude. That is an absolute dude. You would, and it used, and again, and I'm not trying to be that guy because the microphone is different than passing. Yeah, friend right? of the show, Kalen, just handed me my cocktail. Not to be outdone. Okay, what are you what are you having over there? Man? I got the cool fortune. Oh, let's go. It looks like a lime thing. It's a, Slime and lime. It's a lockpick gin okay. driven vehicle here. There you go. Egg whites, elderflower, simple syrup, and lime all shaken together, all sexy. Mm. If you're on the lime stream, Facebook.com mm. slash talkABQ. You Come can find one. your boys also on the YouTube, Facebook.com slash talkABQ one nine four three. So there's a lot of compliments on my beard right now. And I'm going to shoot you guys real straight. Okay. Um, I had a heart-to-heart with my barber because uh-huh. he had been struggling. Okay. I, and I gave him multiple opportunities. Uh, his name is Gabe, friend of the show Gabe. Okay. He, Familiar. Yeah. Um, we, we started our day at the YMCA. Today. today, you guys did. I couldn't make it. I had a dental thing. I'm doing, yeah. some, I'm doing some work. The, we, uh, we worked out. We exercised for like an, an hour and a half this morning. Yeah. And it was all beard talk. And it felt it two was, hours. It felt I, three hours. I, I gave him like 
win one for the Gipper speech. Yeah. Like a Newt Rockney esque. Yeah. How about one? Lombardi adjacent speech for an hour and a half. You should have said. Do not screw up Fred's beard this time. You should have said, win one with the hair clipper, mm-hmm. is what you should have said. Yeah. Win one with your clipper. Yeah. I sat down in his chair at the at the shop today, Legends uh, Barbershop right there in Manal in Wyoming. So I sat yeah. down there with him. And I said, um, hey, why don't you try doing a good job for a change? Uh, That's what I said. And then we worked out so hard. You saw his hands shaking and the clippers moving sideways. And you're like, oh, God, what am I in for now? I go in for a beard trim, and he starts on the back of my neck. And I go, I don't need a haircut. I need a beard trim. And he says, I'm lining you up, dog. It's a process. Okay. So long story short, I'm sitting here looking uh, beard-tastic. He did a fantastic job. I'm mm-hmm. glad he really turned the corner. Yeah, afterwards he said, wasn't it nice that we could openly communicate and have this chemistry together? Because it takes two. And I said, are you, are you imitating me? Are you, is that what this, is this like when you go on in an interview and you cross your legs when you're getting interviewed? Uh-huh. Because that's, I feel like you're parodying me because that's what I say. I think he's doing what he does quite often as he just quotes Rob Bass and DJ Easy Rock. It takes two to make a. It it it, it takes two to make a. Do you see that Rage Against the Machine said they were never getting back together? That makes me rage against a lot of machines. Which, which one specifically? My record player. <laughs> CDs were a, a gained traction last year. First time CDs have been on a steady decline from 2004 all the way to an all-time low last year, and they went up this year. CD sales. That's wild. It's because they're becoming nostalgic. Kids don't know what they are, and they find out about them, and they're like, Uncle Van, why didn't you tell me about CDs? So you're probably wrong. There's probably a way to, like, freebase off of them or something, and we just don't know. Oh. So they're super, the other yeah, drug paraphernalia. You can, melt, you can melt them down and smoke them? <laughs> yeah, Is that what you're saying? Yeah. You, know, if you, you know, if you hit it with a lighter and blow into it, it makes a cool bubble. <laughs> also, if you don't know that friend of the show, you did not have the childhood that I had because it was awesome. Yeah. Get a stack of old CDs you don't want to listen to in a magnifying glass. Yeah. That's hours of fun. You ever got a stack of old CDs and a hammer? Mm. Like, but this is the best. Yeah. This is the whole thing. Look, go put your disc golf discs away. Yeah. Take a stack of CDs. Let them rip. Go to Roosevelt Park. Yeah. Party. Get your, get your so I call it the cheater saw, but it's the oscillating saw. You know what I'm talking about? So get sure. the oscillating saw. Just put, make it look like. Just like cut a bunch of notches into it, like it's like a, like on a table saw, uh-huh. like like make it like that kind of, and just sling it, like it'll go into anything. Don't sharpen the edges of CDs and throw them. I have done. They are it, a weapon. They're incredibly sharp. Unlike Jair Alexander. No, he is not. No, he's he's not. not sharp. Don't meet your heroes. That's the whole point I'm trying yeah, to get to. It's bad. It's not. It's not a thing. <laughs> Jose Altuve is super nice. I oh, met, is I met him. He's the nicest damn thing ever. I met some of mine, and they were all super nice. That's good. All of them? Well, a, like a couple of my favorite athletes I've met. Like I've dudes? Met. Yeah. They trying to sleep with you, or are they trying to be cool with you? No, I was just like, inter- I just ran 50, into them. 50, yeah, 50, I don't know. 50, 50, I'm a woman. Yeah. Maybe that's why they yeah. treated me different. I did have an embarrassing moment with Alex Smith, but I was drunk. And Go on. Yeah. This is a good one. We've been talking about you. We've been talking about Utah all day. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So Al- Alex Smith, he's a, he's a tall, handsome guy, and that injury sure. was brutal, right? And uh, yeah, when he was on the Washington Commanders, Redskins, whatever we want to call them, um, Guardians, as Fred would say. 
And I was at uh, U.S. Bank of Minnesota's Thursday night football game for Redskins, um, sorry, Commanders, Vikings. And I ran into Dan Snyder and Alex Smith in a suite, and I was hammered. Like, it was not good. I was very drunk. And I asked them, how's the leg? Because I was very nervous talking to him. And that's the only thing that came out. And I felt, but I said it very awkwardly. Okay, I can imagine. What did Dan Snyder say about his leg? <laughs> and then it was awkward, and uh, he walked away. It is awkward. So, so his leg was good. He walked away. Yeah, well, yeah, because, you know, that injury was one of the worst injuries I've ever witnessed. And, That's uh, awful. I was just trying to be great conversation. Well, at least you were talking to Dan Snyder, not Joe Theismann. No, I was talking mm. to Alex like, That's Smith. Good. Could have been. How yeah. drunk were you? Well, the Joe Theismann joke. Well, no, they were sitting plays. there together. So I was like, okay. It is awkward if you see Alex Smith and you're like, hey, big game this week can break a leg. Oh. 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 Don't do that thing. You want to hear something awkward. wild? Is it about meeting your heroes? Because I have one more story, but go ahead. I'm sure we talked bunch. about this on the program. Joe Theismann and Alex Smith's injuries, okay? Yeah. All right. Both played for Washington Redskins, Guardians. Washington football team, whatever they are, yeah. okay, in Washington, D.C. Broken right tibia and fibula, both of them. November 18th, both of them. 39-yard line, both of them. Final score, 23-21, both of them. Caused by three-time defensive player of the year, Lawrence Taylor. Alex mm. Smith, caused by three-time defensive player of the year, J.J. Watt. Mm. Left tackle. Pro Bowl mm. left tackle Joe Jacoby. He was off the field due to injury. Alex Smith, Pro Bowl uh, left tackle Trent Williams, off the field due to injury. That oh, is spooky. That is spooky. That is spooky. What's your story, Fred? I feel like every year I should put a bet on Washington Guardian quarterbacks for this exact same scenario. Okay. A $5 Only on November bet. 18th. Yep. <laughs> Every November 18th. A couple NFL records could be set this weekend. We'll talk about those when we get back. It's two men on. 95.9 FM and AM 610. Live from Safe House. Come hang out with your boys. They're definitely uh, uh, smoking some drinks because it's, it's filling out in here, man. Yeah, baby. Also, some friends of the show are here, which is a lot of fun. Live music setting up. they got a fun art thing. It's Art Walk tonight. It's going to be a whole deal. Don't forget, Saturday and Sunday, football right here on The Sports Animal. We're all moving away. Now, this show is traditionally about the numbers. Sure. We're a big stat show. Uh, Are we? You tune in to us for the box score. That's our thing. Okay, you're being uh, sarcastic. Yes. I'm the numbers guy. Got some NFL records online this weekend. I'm the ex-WOBA guy. Now, NFL records don't matter anymore because it's 17 games. Say, Say that ad nauseum. Is that not true? Yes. I say that ad nauseum. Oh. That means a lot. I say it a lot. Sorry. Quit using my quarter words. Brock Purdy can break the NFL record for yards per attempt in a season. I think he already has because he's not playing in week 18. So if he broke it already, he broke it. He's he, ever- he ain't playing. He's averaging 9.6 yards per attempt through 16 games. This, that record is currently held by Matt Ryan. So it looks like he will take that. And he only needed 16 games because he got the extra one, which he's not playing. 
Stroud is 530 yards away from breaking the NFL passing record for rookies in a season. Stroud did miss two games, but it's still at 38-44. Andrew Luck has the record at 4,374. Stroud's averaging 276. It would be far-fetched, but he could hold the record for most pass yards per game. There you go. Yeah, I think that one seems pretty safe, too. And it looks like if he wouldn't have missed those those games, he would have demolished the record. More than likely. Yeah. Well, and not demolished, but it would have been close. Because 275 times 2, you have to get the – it would be close. But he has this game also coming up. Which would have been a third. Yeah. Yeah. Hill Tyreek Hill is 248 yards away from settling – excuse me – setting the NFL receiving yards record set by Calvin Johnson – with 1,964, that was all the way back in 2012. Right. Hill has 17-17. He's the first player to have two ever 1,700-yard seasons. The season he's putting together, I mean, again, just like C.J. Stroud, too, I feel like Tyreek would have demolished the record if he would have played a full season. I mean, I, I was chanting from the top of the Sandias that Tyreek Hill's the MVP of the league, obviously until he had to miss some time. Puka Naku is on the verge of setting the NFL rookie record with catches and receiving yards. Jalen Waddle currently holds the record just two years ago. Three years ago? Three years ago? Yeah. He had 104 catches. And the uh, the receiving yards record is a cat named Bill Groman. I don't know who that is. Okay. Back in the 1960s. Not a clue. They so threw, 1473. They, I didn't even know they passed the ball in the 60s. Nakua currently is three catches away. And 30-something yards away. So if he had four catches and 29 yards, he would break both marks. And he's got to do it with Carson Wentz at the helm. Let's go. So good luck, Nuka Lapuka. Brandon Aubrey is three field goals shy of setting the NFL record for most field goals made without a miss. All the way back in 2002, some drunken-up kicker named Matt Vanderjat was 37-37. to And Aubrey is 35-35 of this year. He's going to get some chances. The Cowboys are going to try to win to hold on to their position. Player records are kind of fun, right, man? Yeah. Tua Tagovailoa. Tagovailoa. Can we count the first quarterback since 2011? That, of course, was Drew Brees. Lead the NFL in completion percentage and yards. Tua has 4,451 passing yards and 69.6 nice. completion rate both of which lead the NFL. He also needs just two passing touchdowns for 30 on the year. Dan Marino was the last Dolphin quarterback to go for over 30. Way back in your favorite Orville year, 1984, when he had 48. It's pretty good. Pretty, pretty, pretty good. Now, this is the most important personal stat of them all. Okay. Dak Prescott can be the first Cowboys quarterback to lead the NFL in passing touchdowns. He currently leads the NFL with 32 on the year. You better throw some more. Jordan <laughs> Jordan loves coming for you, no, baby. No, he's not. Jordan loves coming for you. Josh Allen has 27 passing touchdowns, 15 rushing touchdowns on the season. That's wild. He needs just he's three passing touchdowns to match Cam Newton for the most 30-yard pass touchdown, 10 rushdown seasons ever. That's only two, but that's still an exceptional two. He's going to do that every single year he's mm-hmm. healthy. Every single year he's healthy, he's going to do it again. Hertz and Allen both have 15 tutties on the season, tied for the most by a quarterback in NFL history. Either can set the single-season record. Both have already passed Cam Newton's 2011 record of 14. 
Do you think that's a neat one to me? Because Jalen Hurts, they're set. Yeah. If I was Josh Allen, coach, let's sneak it here. Of course, and they're going to do it every time. Just to pump up the numbers. Look, let's talk about Bears records now. Mm-hmm. Green Bay Packers quarterback, Jordan Love, who is kind of a rookie, kind of-ish. It's his first season playing a full season. In Major League Baseball, he would be a rookie. In the NFL, obviously, he's not. With one game left, Jordan Love has 3,849 passing yards and 30 touchdown passes. No Chicago Bears quarterback has ever reached either of those marks in a single season. In the history of the franchise, this is Jordan Love's first year. Jordan Love, the guy that we are in complete doubt about, the guy that went from Hall of Fame quarterback to Hall of Fame quarterback to unknown guy, is already better than every Bears quarterback in the history of their franchise. That is wild. That's awesome. That's an awesome <laughs> That's awesome stat and fact. He's already the best one. The Green Bay Packers do it right, though. They... They actually develop quarterbacks. No one really does that anymore. Who develops quarterbacks the best? The Packers. The Packers. The Packers. I think it's the Houston Texans. C.J. Stroud is just 156 passing yards away from 4,000. Who was their quarterback before C.J. Stroud? Which would be only the fifth 4,000-yard season by rookie quarterback Luck. Herbert, Newton, and Winston also accomplished the feat. Amory hits you with a pop quiz, hot shot. I, I would Davis never be able Mills. to. Davis Mills. I don't know who that yeah. is. It's yeah. uh, the previous Houston Texan quarterback and serial magnate, Davis Mills. Kyron Williams leads the NFL in rush yards per game at 95, mm, which is that's mm-hmm. a throwback to the way football used to be played. Bonkers. And become the third Rams player in the Super Bowl era to lead the league in rushing. Per game, joining actual good running backs, Marshall Falk and Eric Dickerson. It was a different day. It was a different game. Workhorses. Marshall Falk was not a workhorse. Marshall Falk was fortunate to be in the place that he was in at the time he was there. Oh, he was wicked talented. Sure. Yeah, don't. I mean, make sure we give him his flowers. But also those two offenses he played for. Mike Martz. Are you kidding me? Unreal. That Don Coriel, like, the whole thing was so special at the time. It's a good playlist going on in the background, I'll by make, the way. I'll make, you a, I'll make you a playbook you can't refuse. Yeah. We're going to keep you on the field. A.J. <laughs> Brown has 1,447, 1,447 receiving yards this season, 50 yards away from breaking his own franchise record in receiving yards at 1,496. When you're so very close, get to 1,500. 1,500 looks a lot cooler on profootballreference.com in 1490-something. And they're going to play. Yeah. they can If Eagles win and Cowboys lose, they're the champs. They get to have a home game instead of a road game. They're going to try hard. A.J. Brown's going to play. Outside looking in, say Brown, Amon Ross, say Brown has 112 catches on the year, 12 shy of setting the franchise record for receptions in a season. Herman Moore has that mark currently with 123 and 95. Now, if I'm playing Madden, and I see that, I'm throwing 12 straight screen passes to Amon Ron St. Brown. I'm, t- I'm throwing th- what, 12 quick outs. Give me a dozen crosses over the middle 
at four yards apiece so that the sun god, Amon Ross A. Brown, can become the all-time season leader in receptions. I absolutely love that idea. Just keep chunking up to him. And again, the Lions also have something to play for. They can leapfrog the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. If they win, Cowboys lose. They're the number two seed behind the Niners. They're actually going to play. They're actually going to try. This could happen. Mikey Evans has 13 receiving tutties on the year, too short of his own record set in 2021. That'd be cool for him. Sam Laporta has matched Keith Jackson for the most receptions by rookie tight end in a season that is 81. He needs one catch to have sole possession of that mark. Uh, Sam Laporta, a shoe-in. I I would agree. Yeah, they're going to feed him for sure, too. We talked about it a little bit earlier with Aaron Buck Burnett, but Travis Kelsey has 984 receiving yards on the season, catapulting my fantasy football team to a third-place finish. Needing just 16 yards for 1,000, he can get there with, like, one, one. Feed it, feed him, <laughs> like, feed him on the first drive. Yeah. You go no, one who's series. Playing? Who's playing? Blaine Gabbert? Yeah. Yes. Blaine Gabbert, the Chiefs quarterback? Yeah. You walk up to him before and you say, Blaine. Listen up. Blaine. I'm going to the 36-yard line, and I'm hitting the sideline. Yeah. Throw me the damn ball. Because they start on the 20. That's what I was saying. Sure. Okay, yeah, I get the whole thing. Sam Laporta again with Jameer Gibbs. Laporta and Gibbs can be the first pair of rookie teammates with 10 tutties scored. Gibbs has 10 scrimmage touchdowns. Laporta currently has nine. nine. You want more? A lot of records, potentially, for That's the That's why I brought, I brought this whole they thing. I thought it was prolific. Yeah. This is not my list. It's not CBS Sports. Okay. But I just, I was like, oh, this is a good one. So these are, like, all-time records. These are now, like, player ones, but yeah. And it helps with betting. I, later in the program, A. Marie is going to tell us personal records and how a bunch what? of players can win a bunch of money off of themselves. This coming week. Oh, yes, is that yes, a fact, Amory? Yes, Amer? yes. Yeah. yes. I'm going to tell you how much they make. If yeah. There's some incentives in the NFL this weekend if some players we'll do, do some things. We'll definitely do that after the break. The uh, Just wrapping up this list because we're just basically there at this point. Montgomery and Gibbs, uh, who you know can be the first running back tandem to finish the season with 1,000 rushing yards and 10 tutties. Uh, Gibbs has 915 yards. That's going to be a little tougher. Montgomery is 975. Right. But if you feed the beast the right way. T.J. Watt can be the first player in NFL history to lead the league in sacks three times. He already led the league in 20 and 21. Uh, therefore, uh, he's got 17. He, he should be a shoe in for that right. unless, unless some teams just give up. Your favorite player, Montez Sweat, can be the first player in NFL history to lead two teams in sacks in one season. That's wild, isn't it? That's so bonkers. <laughs> so bonkers. Lastly, but not leastly, because this category of player doesn't matter, linebacker, Khalil Mack has 16 sacks on the year, 1.5 shy of setting the franchise record, set by a friend of the show, Sean Marion, in 2006. Does Khalil Mack surpass thoughts, Sean Merriman? I usually root for guys in this situation. Yeah, fail here. But we're rooting against Yeah, sorry, Khalil, Khalil. Whenever we get back, we tell you what those numbers can mean to a lot of players. And we're talking pocketbook-wise as A. Marie leads us through contract incentives. It's two men on live from Safe House downtown, the intersection of Central and 7th. It's 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal.
Back live on the program, back live at Safe House. It's going to be a good little night here. All right, Amory, give it to us. Okay. So these are individual player incentives. They can make a lot of extra money this weekend. Starting off with um, from the Kansas City Chiefs, Chris Jones. If he gets half a sack, that's half. He gets $1.25 million. All right. I know what prop bets to make when I go to our friends at the sports book tonight or tomorrow morning. This is going to be one of them for sure. Oh, yes. Um, for the Ravens, if uh, Jadavion Clowney gets half a sack, he gets $750,000. Okay, also on the list. It's a bummer that I can't parlay prop bets here. I know. Well, they changed that. You used to be able to, but ever since Isleta yeah. switched over to MGM, you're not allowed to anymore. Okay, uh, for the Atlanta Falcons, if Bud Dupree gets more than one and a half sacks, he gets $1 million. That's wild. Oh my God. I'd be so mad if I didn't a get it. A million and a half? Mm-hmm. Well, a, a sack and a half gets him a million and a half. But you said yeah. over. Over. So he has to get two sacks. Yeah, or one and yeah, a half. Yeah, one and a half more sacks. It says more. Well, because you can get half a sack. Correct. So, okay. Yeah. So one, one, and, one a and a half for yeah. him. Okay. Get a sack, so get a bag. If you could take the over of one, I would say take it. At yeah. one and a half, I would not say take the over. I'm doing Chris Jones for sure. Oh, sure. Yeah, yes. he'll get one. Oh. Yeah, he'll get He's going to be so hungry. Jadavion Clowney only needs one. They're playing He's the so Chargers. Hungry. The broken Chargers. Oh. Oh. Are they going to let how long? How much are they going to let Clowney play? Is the question? Mm. Oh no no no! They the, don't want him clown, going too Clowney, hard and doing something stupid. Oh, that's true. Clowney's playing the Steelers. Hold on. I don't even know if he's. Wait, playing. why am I holding on? Clowney would play. I think he wants to play because he wants to make that money. Yeah, yeah, he's going to advocate for himself super hard. Yeah. Uh. Oh, hello. Someone, I heard my name. Uh, mm-hmm. If Jordan, you got a lot of fans here too. Oh, thank you. Um, so, Van, your Packers, Take a deep breath. your boy Jordan Love, if uh, he makes the playoffs, he makes five hundred thousand dollars. Oh, they're gonna win. Yeah, I'm putting a nice little chunk on my pack. I usually don't bet on my own team, but when they're going up against the Bears at home, which they've won nine straight against. The emergence of Jordan Love the last few weeks. We're seeing the third straight Hall of Famer right before our eyes. I'm putting a chunk on the pack. You don't want to just, but you don't feel like Chicago's do? No. They've been doing way too well. Mm, okay. Mm, that's pretty, that's true. Okay, so I'm not sure about this next one because um, one, he is about to curse the Ravens. Uh, I don't know if we're ever going to get to that story. Nevermore. But two, um, he was hurt last week, and I know they want to rest a lot of players. Another player in the Baltimore Ravens, Odell Beckham, if he gets more than five receptions, he gets 500 k Take the under. That's a yeah, tough one. They That's want, they want one. him healthy. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Him buying that yacht's going to screw the whole thing up. Oh, my oh gosh. man, let's definitely do that. Take All the right. under. What is he doing? He bought a yacht for the team for the bye week because yeah, they have a bye week in the playoffs. Yeah, he's done that. He's 
there's familiar stories. I didn't think he needs to reflect yeah. what on do you his mean? past. With the What's New, the familiar with story? With the New York Giants. Oh, he did that there too? Yep. Yes, and it was not So good. here's the thing. If you get a new girlfriend, you can't give the same gift that you gave at a previous holiday. Yeah. Like, like your new girlfriend deserves a better gift than you personally recycling a gift that you already gave. You talking used lingerie? No, not used lingerie because you shouldn't, <laughs> no matter what, you should do that. Please don't. But, yeah, if you're like, oh, my God, I one time I bought a, a personalized tumbler with, with their monogram on it, and uh, I'm going to buy that same gift for your new girl. Don't do that. Don't do that ever. Give your new girlfriend, in this case, the Baltimore Ravens, the gift they deserve, which is, I don't know, like a trip to outer space or something. Virgin Galactic. Yeah, Virgin Galactic. Yeah, there you go. Or just a d- completely different yacht. Yes. Is it the same yacht? It's probably- no, it's a different it one. It is? No, it's in Baltimore. It's like this, <laughs> called the Baltimore Spirit or something. Well, hold on again. Because Baltimore and New York, not that far not by that far water. Far. Yeah. Like, it's just right there. You just you go down some, and then, like, if it's at nighttime, you turn towards the sun. Yeah. Are you familiar with uh, vinyl I gotta, letters? I got to send just scrape um, off the old one, put on a new one. I got to send the picture of the boats um, after. I'll do it on break. Appreciate uh, you. Okay, so uh, we, there's still a couple more. So if DeAndre Hopkins, the wide receiver for the Tennessee Titans, gets seven more receptions and two more touchdowns, he gets $250,000. Oh. The, no, Titans are playing, the Titans are no. playing the Jaguars. Now, there, we, there was breaking news that Trevor Lawrence might not play on Sunday. Just let everybody know. Saw that now, as hold well. On. That came out today because I didn't see that. Yeah, it did. Yeah, D-Hop getting seven receptions, force-feeding him the ball From in the middle Ryan of the field. From Ryan Tannehill. Sure. Two touchdowns? Wait, who's out? Uh, Trevor Lawrence is quest- now questionable with his, with his shoulder. Yeah. I think don't play him. Leaning doubtful. Yeah, don't play him. Yeah, but the problem is they have Jaguars lose. They're out of the playoffs. And then the Colts and Texans are is in. Is Will Levis playing? No, it's Ryan Tannehill. You're okay with whoever you got. They'll feed him the ball. I don't know if they'll be in position to score it, enough. And this is one of those if Indianapolis wins things, right? So because Gardner Minshew would like the opportunity to, to get the Colts in and the Jaguars not in. Jaguar, I think, is the uh, pronunciation. Yes, I believe that's correct. Mm. Would you like to me to keep going? There's a couple more. Well, yes. Any, yeah, I please. mean, wait, we're on bated breath. <laughs> if Alexander Madison, the running back for the Minnesota Vikings, gets 74 more yards, he gets $250,000. The Minnesota 74? Vi- 74 rushing yards. Yes. Okay. Count it. Um, Count it. He's playing the Detroit Lions. But they're... Uh, now, they're a historically cheap organization. They yeah. might sabotage your boy. Ooh, they, they've done that before. Yeah. Okay. They could again. So, from the Houston Texans, Dalton Schultz, if he gets six more catches and 107 more yards, he gets $250,000. That's a tight end? Yes. I take that one because those guys don't get big paychecks. And when a team can help those dudes make money, 
they do that thing to help those dudes. Yeah. So I, can take, see get, I will take that's like 107 yards is a lot though. Not on six catches. Oh, he needs to hit both or just the yeah, receptions? Yeah, he needs to hit both. Mm, yeah, I'm going ah, to say he gets it. That's tough. They're not crazy about that they one. They have like a weird wheel play or something yeah. that's going to get him like release in a flat or do a thing. He's going to get a big chunk of it, like 40 of it in one play. And then it's going to be five yards, ten yards of pop. Or excuse me, five more catches, ten yards and some change of pop. He's good. Put it in the book. Mm-hmm. Okay, two more. If Austin Eckler gets 110 more yards, he gets $115,000. And this is total or rushing? Total, receiving or rushing. Isn't it wild to be like, hey, for every yard I run, I get 1000 bucks today? That's, <laughs> I, so that awesome. one I want to I want to book. I am I am betting on that one. Yeah. I'm okay. betting on Chris Jones, Jadavian Clowney, and Austin Eckler. If I'm broadcasting that game, if I'm the broadcaster, I'm like, I'm like uh, Austin Eckler up the middle for a $6,000 gain, and he's back to the huddle. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh. Last one is uh, from the Houston Texans as well. If Devin Singletary gets 84 more yards, he gets 125000 That's awesome. Put that, he's going to get that too. Wait, was the tight end on that same team? Yeah. Yes. Oh, God. Okay. So now you end up in a weird locker room energy. Yeah. Because every time they You're turn like, and hey. hand it off to them, <laughs> yeah. they're not throwing it to them. Uh-huh. Every time they throw it to them, they're not handing it off to them. Or you team together. You go passing first, though. Yeah. So yeah. Sing- Singletary, yep. no, you hand it off to Singletary. He gets like five-ish yards, pitches it to Schultzy boy. But, he gets a five Hold on. Those, that's not a reception, though. That's rushing yards. But then you also feed him receptions, too. Laterals then, are rushing. And then Schultzy boy catches a pass. Who comes running up next to him? Old Singletary. They're, they're going to do like uh, 30, maybe 40 Statues of Liberty. Again, those aren't receiving yards. I like it. The old hook and ladder. That, cannot, cannot stress this enough. Wildly likely. Those are uh, your incentives. Is it total yards or receiving yards? <laughs> it's total. Well, if it's total yards, yes, man. The um, the annexation of, what's this kid's name, Laporta? Laporta Rico? Yeah. No, it's not. It's a different guy. Yeah, it's pretty close. Mm-hmm. Pretty close. Those are good incentives for okay. betting. Do we have gas when we get back or no? Six o'clock. We got owner, operator, and head distiller, Chris Lurick. Today's I-9 Varsity, where we get back, is the I-9 Varsity of TV shows for A. Marie when she moves to Japan to fight off her spiraling depression. It's two men on. 95.9 FM and AM 610. Live from Safe House downtown, Central and 7th. Come hang out with your boys. It's going to be a banger of a night. It's already filled out pretty good here. A lot of friends of the show. Sweet. The Sports Animal. Today's I-9 Varsity. I-9 Varsity of TV shows that A. Marie should watch. League Office 280 at I-9sports.com, 505-312-4999. If you have recommendations for A. Marie on her TV watching, including all of her new life in Japan, 505-246-0610, she will, um, she will need some time filled, Van. She will, she's going to be in a tough spot. Um, and we're here for A. Marie, and we're here for the friend of the show to hit you with the best value for your entertainment dollar. Yeah, 
Uh, you want me to go first? Or would you like to, Van? Kick it off, brother. Give me MXC, the most extreme elimination challenge. So what this is, Amory, okay. it's a game show. Um, uh, well, it's, it's actually filmed in Japan. Um, but okay. it's a game show where contestants try to reach the top of Mount Moriyama. Um, and to do that, they often have to climb up stairs that are covered in dish soap, and they fall to the ground with hilarious commentary. Watch MXC, the most extreme elimination challenge. Okay, yeah, I'll, I'll it was watch fantastic. That. Yeah, I'll uh, watch Vic that. Romano and Kenny Blankenship are those your dudes right there? It's a critically acclaimed comedy, thanks to a popular Japanese game show from the '80s. For much of its success, the actual footage is taken from something called Takeshi's Castle, yeah. which tested contestants as they pay and their pain threshold, man, by putting them through a series of bizarre physical challenges. So. Think ABC's Wipeout, but much better. But much better and mm. funny. Yeah. Starting off with strong. Field, yeah. With legendary field reporter on the program, Guy LaDouche. Yes. Guy LaDouche. <laughs> First on my I-9 varsity of shows that Amory needs to watch mm-hmm. in Japan when she's fighting off her impending depression. Mm. One of my all-time favorites, Can't Miss. This show is literally for everyone. It is hilarious. FX's smash hit, What We Do in the Shadows. Hmm. What it is, Amory, it is a vampire mockumentary. It's not a horror thing. It's not scary. Not a lot of blood and guts, but it is absolutely hilarious. All right. I love every second of it. It's made by um, Tiaka Watiti. It was a movie first, and it was so popular they turned it into a TV show. It's a pretty smart show. It is hilarious. The dialogue is fantastic. Uh, They casted every single character absolutely perfect. I could not endorse a program as hard as I do what we do in the shadows. Okay. Hey, Marie, do you have any recommendations for yourself? Is there anything you've been waiting for? No, this is all fascinating to me. Not not sure what to expect, but I'm ready. Okay. Uh, I have what I believe to be one of the best suggestions of the day. Okay. Now, there's this show, because I know, Amory, you said you're a big fan of Gordon Ramsay. Uh I am. I would like to introduce you to Iron Chef. It's a Japanese television cooking show produced by Fuji Television. The series premiered, obviously, in October of 1993. The stylized cook-off feature where they brought in specialty ingredients. There were many Iron Chefs, Van. Do you need their names, or or do you want me to not tell you who they are? Uh, Sure, go ahead. Chin Kenichi was always my favorite. Okay. Put Chin Kenichi on the the top. Now, he was a Chinese-inspired chef but he often battled a very strong competitor in yuka anishabi who was a french chef hiroki sakai mariyoshi kobe there were just a lot of guys that really brought the heat on it um don't ever amory spoiler alert root for mariishi morimoto um he tries too many outlandish things oh no yeah uh, not an often winner but themed ingredients and the american commentary over the top Makes it as good as anything ever created. Okay, okay great I'm, suggestion. I'm yeah. in. I'm okay. in. I'm in. Okay. Well, those but you are have great. to watch it in Japanese. No subtitles. Yeah. No dubbed. Okay. Deal. I'm starting but also, my next on my I nine varsity of shows you need to watch. This one's going to be uplift. What we do in the shadows. That's going to make you laugh. That's yeah. going to make you happy. This one is going to make you realize how awesome your life actually is. Okay. How to with John Wilson. Okay. How to with John Wilson, okay. I think, is the best 
show on television, whether it's comedy or drama, whatever. It's geniusly shot. It's a unique premise. It's in the Nathan Fielder verse. We know he's a genius. Uh, you'll, uh, it's a heartwarming tale. I'll just tell you that much. John, how to a John Wilson? Well, thanks, guys. I don't know. Like, yeah, maybe like Pokemon or something. NFL picks this hour. A very good friend of the show, Chris Lurie, joins us. It's two men on 95.9 FM and AM 610. Live from Safe House, the intersection of Gold and 7th. Come hang out with your boys. Don't forget Saturday and Sunday Night Football right here on The Sports Animal. Letter Kenny. The answer is Letter Kenny. Uh, you listen, you. I see them, I can see-